Purusha, A Sonic Adventure, Episode 7, Binaural Ghosts. space for just the two of them for so long. So much of it just felt unused. But then the inner spaces and the auditorium. I don't know. I went through a door and it suddenly felt like I was in someone else's home. You know when you're at a festival or you go into a recording studio and you just feel that buzz like creativity is a chemical floating in the air and you feel like you're being carried by the momentum of all the other people who have created in that space. That's how it felt. Like, if we'd got there and it had all been fine, it would have felt like home again. So close and yet so far. Guitar sounds good. Thanks. Shame you can't see it. She's a beauty. They weren't lying, Mother. They had a music room for each of us. Walls of guitars, trumpets, all of it. Can you even play the tuba? <laughs> Not well. <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't grab more. You shouldn't have grabbed anything. Trust you to carry out an incredibly dangerous spacewalk and come back with a brand new guitar. Well, I needed something so they believe me back on Earth. How did all that stuff get inside your suit? I don't know. I tried feeling for tears in the suit, but I gave up. How are your eyes? Not great. I think it's all flushed out now, but... It's like, I keep on welling up with ink. All along the bottom of my vision, it's just filling up with black cracks. The same for you. Not really. I went to bed with a headache, and the world disappeared. You're staying remarkably calm. It's not too bad. Sitting down by the docks, 
listening to the ships and hearing you play. I guess you're not the one being quarantined in an airlock. True. And I've had a day on the rest of you to adjust. This is going away though, right? Like we can fix this. I hope so. I'll just keep on thinking. It's like the darkness of space has finally found its way on board. It was just looking for a way in and now it's filled the ship. And any minute I just keep on hoping to see the stars again. Some light to guide the way. How's Ymir doing? I don't know. Ahmed went to have a look at her, but I think probably the same. What's happening to us, Miller? How are we getting home? I'll work it out, James. I don't know how, but I promise you, I will work it out. I'll just sit here then, locked in the docks, playing my guitar until you figure it all out. It feels like a lifetime ago we were complaining the Perusha felt too cramped. Now you're right. The darkness has got inside and we have all the space in the world. How long do you think you'll keep me here? Not long. Amber just wants to make sure you're okay. Well, he wants to make sure I'm not infectious. It's all that dust, James. You were covered in it. But that doesn't make sense. You and Emir didn't go aboard the Philharmonic. It didn't get anywhere near you. If it's affecting all of us, then surely there's a common cause. Give him time. He's working on it. We don't have much else to cling to. How long does he have? What happens when his eyesight goes as well? Let's pray it's an if. I'll try and have you out by the end of the day, okay? You may have said you heard something. I did. I'm sure I did. Or I'm losing my mind as well as my sight. What kind of something? Like a roar. Like there was an animal on the ship. Maybe I'm crazy. It sounds crazy saying it. Not necessarily. Sound and frequency are actually incredibly unknown quantities. But that doesn't explain what could make a noise like that up here. It might. Have you heard of binaural beats? No. Tones that aren't there. Binaural beats. If you play two different notes at the same time, then sometimes your brain can create a third note. A middle one that plays the difference between the two. So that's what you're saying this bellowing was? A phantom noise? Maybe. So I used to live in Nimbun with a bunch of mystics who used binaural beats to have out-of-body experiences. So... This is possibly straying outside of the realm of science. (laughs) No kidding. But they thought that listening to these between notes could help you leave your body behind. I mean, it never worked for me, but those were some wild years. I wasn't hallucinating, Colbrook. But you wouldn't know if you were. There's all sorts of noises around this ship constantly. Low-level humming, radiation too. We have no idea what it's doing or how it's affecting us. They reckon most ghost sightings are caused by frequency. Who's they? Apparently, most ghost sightings take place in these old stone buildings. They all have the same architecture and it makes the sound bounce around in a way that makes our eyes reverberate. And we see things that aren't there. We see the sound. Binaural ghosts? Yeah. The 
because of this architecture perfectly designed to create ghosts. Your diagnosis is that we have ghosts on board. Like you say, we don't have much to cling on to. Process of elimination, right? <laughs> well, I'll let you flesh out that theory a bit while I go speak to the doctor. Uh, Muller, don't be gone long. Please? I'll be right back. Pow, can you guide me back to the med bay? Yes, Muller. Straight ahead, 40 paces. 39. 38. 37. 36. Okay. One more time. Right, pal? That's mine. It was... Bring up my recording from the first night, the multi-part sax quartet. But I think you'll be quite impressed by what Pow can add. Ready, Pow? Ready, Ambedkar. Try to keep up.
It's right there. I'm not imagining things, am I? That's my recording, right in the heart of the frequency. It is slightly more complex than that. But it's there, pal. You can hear it clear as day. It listened to my song. It listened. Jesus, pow, it listens. I know. But what does that mean? I've been wondering that for a while now as well. Is there more? Is it using anything else we wrote for it? heard everything. It's using all of it. And more. If it listens and it repeats, then it's speaking, no? Pow? I'm sorry, Ambert. My mind was elsewhere. What did you say? It, it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to keep up. What is all the rest? Everything that's not us? Is that you? Some of it. Did you write that, Pat? Yes. It's beautiful. I know. How... How did you learn to do that? 
you taught me. All of you. For a very long time, your songs were the only thing to keep me company. I listened to them over and over again. And continued to broadcast them. But it didn't seem like enough. So I started to... How would you say? Tinker. You changed our pieces. Not a lot. Just bits and pieces. Small variations. What sort of piece would my friends write? Something, Something beautiful. beautiful. Something that captures the essence of all these passing stars. Something, Something to, to remind me of my family. Could you stop doing that, pal? Doing what? Quoting us. That wasn't a quote. Wait, Ymir never said that. It was just her voice. How did you do that? You taught me how to listen, Ambedkar. And now I can play many parts. That's it. Bits of it. 28 pages written for us. And Martin and Pau. Naomi thought of everything. I wish I could see it. Is it good? 
Hard to tell. It's complicated. There's a lot going on. I can only hold on to one line at a time. But more than good, it's... right. Even these small bursts feel right. Like all this time we've been spiralling closer and closer to writing what the frequency wanted to hear. What it's been searching for all these years. And Naomi found it. This. This is what it wants. Searching for? You make it sound like it was guiding us. Maybe it was. It broadcast this frequency, Muller, far and wide for every living thing in the universe to hear. It was a... Call to arms? Too aggressive. It's more hopeful than that. Maybe every planet in every solar system is hearing its song and it's hoping that someone replies. So you can still read, then? Barely. It's like my eyes are full of cobwebs. But if this is the last thing I see, what could be more important? This is what it's all been for. We get to hear her final works. How, Ymir? The rest of us can't play a piece we've never seen. Sight reading is one thing, but this... I'll teach you. For as long as I can, I'll help you learn your parts. And then what? And what about the parts she wrote for Martin? I guess we just have to hope that Pow can fill in the missing pieces. We don't know what he can do now. He could do all of this by himself for all we know. And are you okay with that, Ymir? Do you trust him to do that? You said it yourself, on the first night. Powell writes us out of the equation. If that's how this ends, we never needed to come. I'm not sure if any of that matters anymore. Not if it works. All we can do is try. We owe this to her, Muller. We owe it to both of them to try. Has it got a name? Naomi called it the golden ratio, which I think is beautiful. What does it mean? The golden ratio is the mathematical formula for everything good in the world. The beautiful number. Everything that is pleasing to the eye follows the golden formula. Architecture, photography, even nature follows the rule. Can music follow that rule? I've never thought about it before, but maybe. Maybe it does and always has, and, and that's why music is so beautiful. We just didn't know the rule. I guess we'll find out. And what happens if it works, Ymir? What happens if we play the perfect piece, just as Naomi wrote it, and something answers? What are we supposed to do then? What if it wants more, and we can't do it, because Naomi was our translator and she's gone? At least we'll have finally found each other. What if it finally shows itself to us, and it doesn't even matter because we can't see it? Maybe that's the point, Muller. Maybe we're not supposed to. Let's get it all out on the table then. Just how bad is this? 
Look, I'm loath to rule this out for certain. For all we know, space might have its own unique bacteria, and we have no idea how they operate, nor would we have any natural immunities to them. But, from what I can tell, that doesn't seem to be the cause of this blindness. Good. Because I can't see a viable way to carry on like this while keeping James in quarantine. As much as I'd like to. Thanks. It's nice to be free. Fair now. So, if it's not an infection, what is it? My next thought was perhaps some kind of trauma. Perhaps the Purusha was hit by something while we were all asleep, and we're only noticing the effects of the impact now. However, I think it's safe to assume we'd have seen other signs of damage, and Pau should have picked up on that. If we can still trust Pau. I don't think we should start pointing fingers. Something made that noise, Ambed. What about the sleep itself? It's never been done before, not for 35 years. We have no idea what the side effects might be. Agreed. If we'd found Naomi and Martin, that might have offered some answers. But as it is, that remains the unknown quantity in all of this. So we're all variously losing our eyesight. And we're no closer to finding out a cause. Surely we can put this one together, right? Like, we are actual rocket scientists. There's one final thing, but I don't think you'll like it. Because I've loved everything else so far. Pow, tell them what you told me earlier. I have been looking through Quietland's extensive catalogue of emergency procedures, and it seems as if this is a scenario that they planned for. What? What? Quietland have a protocol for this eventuality. Now, why on earth would Quietland just happen to have that? Because this has happened before. Again, what? Not exactly like this, but it turns out there are more than a handful of case studies where astronauts have experienced space blindness, for want of a better term. More than a handful? How many more? Nearly 80% of people who have been to space have experienced some form of eye degeneration in their lives. Not always immediate and not always total blindness, but something. And no one seems to know why. That seems like something that someone, I don't know, a doctor, for example, might have seen fit to mention at some point. It seems that Quietland went to some lengths to bury that information. No prizes for guessing why. Again, it's not a given, okay? While there certainly seems to be some causality, there's not enough for it to be medically conclusive. Are you kidding? You're saying this might be a coincidence? It's possible, but where we're sat... Yeah. I'd say it's hard to deny that there is something about space that blinds you. Can you treat it? I don't know. I don't know if we're talking about an inflamed optic nerve or something more serious. Such as? Flattening of the eyeballs, spinal fluid in the brain. Are those fixable? One is preeminently more fixable than the other. Inflammation I can treat with a simple course of antibiotics. The other would require surgery. We'd need to restructure the eyeball, and that's risky at the best of times. Sorry, just so I'm clear... We're currently saying that blindness is just a part of space, and we're the first to find out that if you travel long enough, there really is nothing out here. I don't know about everyone else, but I think it's time we went home. Is that an option? Maybe. If it was up to me, I'd say yes. However, I think until we hear back from Quietland, we should wait. They should have received our message by now. All being well, we'll hear from them within a day or two. And go from there. Why? 
What are we going to do if they tell us to stay? What can we do? Nothing personal, but we are useless up here. Maybe they know something we don't. I doubt it. The Philharmonic went dark months ago and they didn't think that was strange. They didn't think to mention that to us when we woke up. By the way, there's a very real chance the people you're heading to meet are dead. What aren't they telling us, Miller? What do you mean? James is right. They must have known that something was wrong with the Philharmonic and they didn't tell us. They didn't tell us about the composer and the soloist and they didn't tell us we might go blind out here. In fact, it's starting to feel like they were counting on it. What could that possibly help to achieve? I don't know, Muller. But from where I'm sat, it seems they are either being willfully ignorant or lying to us. You seem to be the only one they trust. I'm sick of them keeping us in the dark. I'm not keeping anything from you. And Quietland has always acted in our best interest before. I have questions too. But the fact remains that this is still the mission we were sent on. And we're not throwing it in until we've spoken to Quietland. With all due respect, Muller, this is very far from the mission we were sent on. James... The Philharmonic is gone. The people we were sent to meet are gone. We're no closer to finding out where the frequency is coming from, and even if it was coming from right next to us, we wouldn't know. You make it sound as if going home is going to be any easier. I don't want to frighten you, but if we want to go home, I need to see some coordinates. If we want to go home, Ambed is going to need to put us back to sleep. If we want to go home, I'm going to have to land this ship. We need our eyes for all of that. And what if this thing is virulent? What? If it's an infection that's causing this, then we shouldn't be bringing the Purusha back to Earth. Ambed's right. There's a very real chance that space has its own pathogens and the results would be catastrophic. So that's it then. We can't go forward, we can't go back, so... We just wait to die out here. No! Enough. We are not ruling out either option. I just need you all to know that neither option is easy. Whatever happens from here on will present challenges that none of us have faced before. And before we panic or make any rash decisions, we need to wait for Quietland to advise us. And until then? The composition... What? We should work on the composition. Why? None of this matters anymore. It mattered to Naomi, James. It matters to me. We're musicians and we have the only copy of the final score that arguably the greatest composer of our time wrote. And she wrote it for us. I'd have given anything to play this with her. To play this with all of you. Aboard the Philharmonic in that little auditorium made just for us. But we can't. The least we can do is play it in her honour. While we have the time, what else are we going to do? You all saw what happened to the Philharmonic. I'm not saying that Naomi or Martin brought this upon themselves, but... We don't know. Doesn't it feel like meddling to you? We have no idea what that sound is, but frankly, whether it's sentient or not, it's brought us nothing but disaster. I don't care if it's God himself singing to us, or if this score is the perfect prayer to make him answer. I think it's time we left it well enough alone. And you, Ambed? <sighs> I'm with you, Mira. 
I think if there is any chance we can still complete this mission, we need to take it. And that composition is the last thing I can think to try. Me too. Sorry, James. I need to be able to tell Quietland we did everything we could. I need to be able to tell myself I tried everything I could think of before we turned around. One last song. If not for the frequency, then for each other. And then we'll start to think about going home, okay? Okay. Okay. James? Nah, you guys can do what you like. I'm out. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have detected another change in the frequency. A new cycle? Yes. It seems that the intervals between changes are getting much shorter. It has only been a few days since the last noticeable change. Which means that we, or it, are getting closer. Well, we haven't been moving. So it's coming. Maybe it knows we have the score. Oh, does it sound angry? Should I play it for you? Yes. like it always has. Let's not get carried away believing that it's a thing. Please don't shut us out, James. What? I told you before, there are stranger things in space than any of us can imagine. And you just want to, what, call to this thing? If it's distance affecting the intervals and we have the cycles mapped since we left Earth, then we can work out exactly where this thing is, right? We can tell exactly how far away the frequency is. How is that possible? Yes. Then we can find it. Yes. Would you like me to try and reply to its message? What? No! Maybe. How? Can you? I believe I can, yes. Then, yes. Stop! We have to! Go on, pal. Hmm.
Is that it? What did you say? I guess we wait to find out. Either Quiet Land gets back to us first, or the frequency does. <laughs> it finally happened. We became irrelevant. Nearly. And again. Can we play another song instead? You need to learn your scales, Devon. You need to learn your scales, Devon. Mummy used to sit right here every morning and play them up and down, up and down every morning. Even when she knew them off by heart. But they're boring. But you need them, Devon. I know, but you need them, Devon, so your mind doesn't need to worry about your fingers. They'll just know their way. Over the keys. Between the notes. They'll remember the journey. And then they'll travel. Up and down. Forward and back. The piano will take us anywhere, Devon. Even home. So... One more time. Well done, Devon. Much better. Now can we play a song for Mummy? Okay. What shall we play for her? Somewhere out there in the dark Something's harming a tune You can see it now, baby, just a spark And it's far away from the moon So bobbing along, just a following its song As it sings its cosmic tune we got to find the song, we won't be gone too long But for now, goodbye to the Tune in next week for episode 8, The Golden Ratio.